often think of obligation as something quite, quite negative. You've got an obligation, you want to get rid of it, it's something that hangs over us. Uh, and a lot of people like to keep themselves free of obligation. But as we'll, we'll learn, obligation is where connection happens. And you can't have connection without obligation. When a person says they don't want obligation, they're actually saying they don't want connection. So uh, let's see where we see this in the, in the Matmon today from a piece of Gemara that is, is quite technical. I'm a Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says, Teisha tekiyot b'sheishaot b'yom. You heard nine tekiyot at nine hours during the day. Every hour you heard one, one shofar blast. Tekiyah, trua, shvorim, tekiyah. And you heard them, not, you heard all nine, but you heard them an hour apart from each other, over nine hours. Yotza. He's still Yotza. And we bring a brayse, Tanya Namihachi, that it works. Ask the Gemara, Mi Amar Rabbi Yochanan Hachi, did Rabbi Yochanan really say that you could wait an hour between, between the blasts and, and you can still be Yotze? Rabbi Avahu was walking behind Rabbi Yochanan. He was carrying his things. He was being Mashamish Rabbi Yochanan. And he was reading Kriyashma. Why didn't he stop and read Kriyashma? Why is he walking around carrying, carrying stuff of Rabbi Yochanan and reading Kriyashma? Sit down and stop and read Kriyashma. So it's not a miss a moment with Rabbi, with Rabbi Yochanan. And, and one can say Kriyashma if one's walking. He didn't want to miss one moment of being close to Rabbi Yochanan. When he came to certain parts of the town that were, were dirty, there was, uh, there was an excrement there, just it wasn't a place where one can say Kriyashma, Ishtik, he kept quiet, he, wasn't, he stopped saying Kriyashma. But the Khalif, when he, they'd walked past that area, Omele, he said to Rabbi Yochanan, can I continue where I left off? Interesting that in the middle of Kriyashma, he's talking. So we learn from there that you can talk in the middle of Kriyashma if it's about Kriyashma. He's asking Halakha, may I, may I continue? If you've waited so long as it could have taken you to say the whole of Krishna, then you have to start in the beginning again. So let's say it takes four minutes to say Krishna. If you waited four minutes in this dirty area, then you would have to start in the beginning again. So we see that Rabbi Yochanan holds that a hefsek is not is a problem. How can you hear one tzikia and then an hour and then another tzikia and then an hour? And you've got time in between, the more time than it takes for the Kiyah. By the way, Tosfa says from here, you see, you've got to be careful with the Baal Tokea that you don't, you're not mafsik too much between the Tekiyas, because if you stop between the Tekiyas as long as it takes to do a Tekiyah, then you have to start again. Uh, so it's something one has to watch in the Tekiyas, that's for you, Yochana, that you've got to actually watch that they move at a pace. Otherwise, you start that, that section again. Uh, so, so how can Rabbi Yochanan then tell Rabbi Avahu that he has to start again if, if he holds that you can listen to nine tekiahs right across the day? Says the Gemara, this is what it means. Rabbi Yochanan says, look, I hold, it's no problem. It doesn't matter how long you've been mafsik, you can go back and you can start at the beginning. But you who hold that you're not allowed to make a hefsik, I'll answer the question according to your view. It depends how long you stopped for. So Rabbi Yochanan is saying, if you ask me what my view is, my view is it doesn't matter how long you've been mafsik for, you just carry on where you left off. But, but I know that that's not how you hold, Rabbi Avos, so I'll answer the question according to the way you hold. Uh, 
And then Tosfus in Brochus, we've got a, a bit of a parallel sugya in, in Brochus, not dealing with Kiyah Shofer, but dealing with, with Tefillah. Omer Rabbi Yechanan, Shomot Teisha Tekiyas, but asks, Tosfus asks, but we, in Rosh Hashanah we see that if you heard ten Tekiyas, nine Tekiyas, so it seems even though you 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 were mafsik for a long time and have to do all the tkiyas as an hour between each tkiyas, it still can connect together. And so on in Megillah as well. The Sarmikotzi answers. Remember we were introduced to the Sarmikotzi last week. Does anybody remember the Sarmikotzi? Sarmikotzi, his name was was not Sire, his name was Reb Shimon. But they didn't want to call him Reishin, that's Rush, that means poor. So they switched it around, they called him Sire, Sarmikotzi. Kotzi is a place in France, Kusi. And it's a, um, and uh, so it's, it's Reb Shimon Mikusi, Mikotzi. And he was, a, he was very important because he was a Talmud of Ri. Ri was Rashi's grandson. He was a nephew of Rabbi Natam and Rashbam and Rivo. These were all the Balei Tosfot. So the, 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 the school of Rashi, Rashi's family, started the whole Tosfus school. And the word Tosfus, in fact, comes from addition. Oh, you weren't supposed to be here today. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. The word Tosfus comes from, it means addition, addition to what? Addition to Rashi. So their, their grandfather, or in the case of, of Ri, the great-grandfather, <coughs> Rashi had written such a clear parish on the Gemara <coughs> that all they could do was Tosafot. It was a way of being honor, in honoring Rashi, saying, we're just adding a little bit. Really, the parish is Rashi. We're just adding. And they brought the analytical approach. Rashi was Mefarish, and the Baletusvis, Rashi's whole family, his, his grandsons and great-grandsons and nephews, and all of that family were the, the, were the French school of Baletusvis. And the, um, the Sarmikotzi was one of them. The Sarmikotzi was a Talmud of the Ri. So the Ri was a great-grandson of Rashi. He was one of the later Baletusvis of that family, of that group. Then came the Sarmikotzi, who was a Talmud of the Ri, and he was a Rebbe of the, of the Orozarua. The Orozarua is very important because he was a Rebbe of the Maram Rutenberg. And the Maram Rutenberg is very important because who is he? He's the Rebbe of the Mordechai, of the Rosh, of the Hagos Mamonius. And I've always said to you, the Maram Rutenberg is the pivot of Tosfus to Haloche. So he, the Maram Rutenberg himself is like the end of the Baalei Tosfus. And he's the beginning of the of, of the poskim. People like the Mordechai and the Rosh started the whole tour then, and Shulchan Aruch all flows from that. So these are very pivotal people who've had enormous influence on the development of halacha. And one of them is the Sarmikotzi, who wrote his own Sefer Tosfus on, on many Mesechtas, and uh, particularly Brochus we know about, but we don't have it. All we have of Brochus is where he's quoted, the Tosfus in Brochus often quote him. And the Sarmi Kotsi says an amazing chidush. The Sarmi, and we use this in Halacha. The Sarmi Kotsi says, Yesh lechalek, the shani hacha de'ein ra'uilikrot. There's a difference when the hefsik is caused because you're not fit to read Kriyashma. The chen lekam under Rabbi Avao, the same as the case of Rabbi Avao in Rosh Hashanah, our case, the azal b'mevaot ha'metunafot also where he's walking through these, these filthy areas. Everybody agrees you've got to start at the beginning again. That's not a machlokis, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yavu, or anything. But 
But if he's fit to read, he just doesn't read, he stops. For whatever reason he stops, that's different. So we've got to understand what is this difference. If you're walking through a dirty area and you can't read, that's one kind of hefsek. If you can read, but you've stopped, but you've decided not to read, that's another kind of hefsek. And the uh, further down, I bring the Morgan of Rome that the Mishnah Brewer brings, that, that, that the Bach says that even if a robber is holding him up in the middle of Krishna, a robber comes with a gun and is holding him up. And he can't read Krishna, he's busy negotiating with the, with the robber. That's a real onus. Still, that falls into the category of you can go back to where you started. It's not as big a hefsek as when you're walking through the dirty areas. Why? What's the difference? What's the Saramikotzi getting at that, that is so different than that? And there are more paskans that lahalokha, the Shukhanoruch paskans like Rabbi Yochanan, as Tosfer says. Rabbi Yochanan, paskan like Rabbi Yochanan in this case, and you don't, even if you've been mafsik, you can go back to where you were. But, the, uh, but there are more paskans like the Saramikotzi, and says, no, if it's a Vyeshami Mimaya, Anusviv Sikadelig Moret Kula Chazelurosh, Rachino, if it was an Oynest, you have to go back to the beginning. And the Mishabru brings the Moganavru and says, That's only if the person cannot read Kriyashma because it doesn't apply to him. So the difference is the following. That, that an individual might decide, I, I'm, I'm stopping, I'm pausing the Kriyashma. I'm, I'm hitting the pause button. Because that's the question. Are you hitting the pause button or the stop button? If you hit the pause button, when you hit play again, you carry on where you left off. If you hit the stop button, when you start again, you start at the beginning again. So what's the when you stop in the middle of Krishna, have you hit pause or stop? Is what the Gemara is dealing with. So the so the Sarmi Kotsi says it depends why you stopped. You've really got to get deep into why you stopped. Was it your choice or did you have to? That's the first question. Was it Oynes? But says the says the um, the Bach in the, in the tour and the Sarmi Kotsi himself, it's more than that. It's if it was an Oynes, if you were forced by circumstance to stop then if it was that there's an external force, a man holding a gun at your head, that's still not a, a full hefsek. That's still pause. Stop is only when you cannot say Krishna because Krishna doesn't apply to you at that moment. So if you're busy saying Krishna and somebody comes with a gun, you're chayav, you're obligated to say Krishna. It's just your potter. You don't, at that particular time, as honest patre rachman, at that time you're an honest. What can you do? You've got an emergency. You can't. So there's a difference between Ones Rachmona Patre, where the, you, you have a chiyuv, you have an obligation. There's an Ones, there's an emergency. The result is you're potter, you're free of the obligation. And the, the case, though, of work, walking through these dirty areas is you're not even chayuv. It's not that you're obligated to say Kriya Shema, but because of an emergent situation, you're potter. You're not chayuv, to say, you're not allowed to say Kriya Shema at that point. Even if you were able to and wanted to and chose to, you're not allowed to. The chiyuv doesn't apply to you. That's stop. That's not pause. So we see two different kind of disconnections. Because that hefsek is a disconnection. And the question is, once you're disconnected, can you just pick up and continue? Or do you have to start again? And we know that in our own lives. Sometimes you disconnect, you're interrupted. Do you, 
just carry on from where you left off? Was it such an interruption? I don't even remember where you were left off and you, and you start reading again. And I'm sure it's happened to you, to me many times, you found yourself reading a passage like 10 times because each time you get distracted now, you, you, just, you don't even remember what's going on. You start again and again and again. So sometimes that's what you do. You start at the beginning. So that's what we're analyzing. When do you pause and when do you stop? But, but what's interesting in this is understanding the nature of disconnection. That there's a disconnection when there's a chiyuv, but you're not obligated. So there's a temporary disconnection. That's the pause button. I'm chayuv, but at this particular time, I'm potter. I don't have to deal with it right now. And then you've got one where the chiyuv is removed from you. You don't have the obligation. When you don't have the obligation, that's stop. That's not pause. If you want to stay Krishna, you start at the beginning again. Because you've been completely disconnected. And that's why I take that idea that we started off from, that it depends that that chiyuv maintains connection. We're connected to Hashem because of the chiyuvim. It's not the chiyuvim are there because we're connected to Hashem. The chiyuvim, ratzah kodesh boruchu lezakot et Yisrael lefichach yibala hem Torah mitzvot. The Rebbeinishim wanted to be mezakias, he wanted to give us privilege. And therefore he gave us Torah mitzvahs. And you often hear people saying, jokingly, why didn't he rather give them to somebody else? If you wonder, he really be good to us. Is that what he does? Gives us all these mitzvahs that we've got to worry about? Yes, because obligation creates connection. That's what you do. We think we want, we like to escape from obligation. But escaping from obligation means escaping from connection. If you don't have an obligation to your, to, to, to your partner, to your husband or your wife, then you don't have connection. If you don't feel obligation, you don't have connection. Love is obligation. Love is not never having to say you're sorry like the uh, old love story. That's not love. Love is always having to say you're sorry because you realize you have obligation. That's what connection is. Obligation to children, obligation to parents. In one's business, you have an obligation to your stakeholders, which means you need to be, you're connected to them. You can't disconnect. They're your buddies. You can't just say, oh, they're just investors. No, they're not. You owe them. And your customers, oh, they're just customers. No, you owe them. And your employees, you owe them. And your mind is all the time. That's why business is a place where, where one can develop character, where you can develop, you can develop chesed. Because while a person's in business, you, if you want to invest in a business, you want to invest in a business where the management's mind is always on other people. A manage, management whose mind is always on themselves. How can we make more? How can we work less? You managers like that, you don't want to invest in such a business. You want managers who are always thinking, how can we deliver more returns to our investors? How can we deliver more value to our customers? How can we provide a better environment for our employees? How can we do something positive for the environment in which we operate? Those are the businesses you want to invest in because those are, invest those are businesses that are being miyashev oilam. They are building the world. There's a business of chesed in all the areas of our activities. We need to understand the value of chiyuv, that when you're obligated to recognize obligation and to teach our children to recognize obligation, because obligation is not just a negative thing you carry around, oh, I've got this obligation, I've got this debt. It's what creates connection. Somebody lends you money, they've made you a friend. They've made a connection with you. Yes, you owe them money, but there's friendship, there's connection. Somebody does a chesed for you, you owe them reciprocation. Somebody invites you to their home, what is the Gemara? That if somebody call up a seach petach lechaver, if you open your home to somebody else, you're responsible your whole life you owe them because a person has opened themselves and been hospitable and been kind and kind to one. So one, by recognizing indebtedness, 
by recognizing obligation, we're not just taking a, a, on responsibility. We're acknowledging connection, we're building connection. And so it is with the Rebbeinu Every chiyuv we have, every obligation we, has, we have is an added link into the chain of connection between ourselves and Hashem.